0: All right, hello everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. Dad, we actually just got a new entry into the raffle. Camille, put her down for five. We're going we're gonna to slide her in there real quick. But thank you to everybody that's tuned in here on our Facebook live stream, and then also on our Instagram live stream. Shout out to my boy, Louis Garrett. I got a big Warzone win with him earlier in the week. And then also shout out to my boy K-Sam, uh, Liz on our Instagram live stream, and then also Suge. Um, we got a great episode lined up for everybody today. Um, I was so excited to get here and, and deliver another episode to you guys. Um, it's number 70, man. Uh, we we got 70 in the books here. And you know it's that same consistency, the same uh, quality expectation that you guys are looking for is what we drive to bring you each and every week. Shout out to my boy Dave Stonis on the Facebook live stream. My boy Reese, who actually wound up picking up his dad hat. But for those people that don't know, before this show started, we did a dollar raffle for one of these Talk That Talk Show dad hats, all right? Everybody paid for $1 for a raffle entry, there was no max on the entries. And, you know, I'm proud to say that we got a lot of entries here. We got over 100 entries in our first ever Talk That Talk Show dollar raffle, man. So big shout out to everybody that participated in the raffle. At the end of the show, we're going to raffle off the sh- um, the hats and we're going to see who won. I'm, I'm just super excited about it because for one, you know, it's something that, you know, I came up with, with my boy Say shout out to him over at Sky Dye Socks. And that's why i think it's very important again to keep people around you that um are very just as productive if not more than you and that can push you to be better um you know he, he had had success with that with his raffling and you know we had talked about different ways we can try and innovate and get more fans into the show and you know i'm just really really pleased to see just the amount of support that we have received here on this first ever dad dad hat raffle here on the show. Shout out to my uncle Mickey on our Facebook live stream. But you know, got it. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my sponsors. Big shout-out to VW Liquors located in Wick Plaza, Edison, New Jersey. Executive bar and restaurant. I wish they were still here, but, um, you know, I miss my boy Prashant very dearly. But, you know, since they have left out of the spot, we actually wound up picking up Skydye Socks. So, again, big shout-out to Skydye Socks as our other supporter. Um, We also have Air We Are from Edison. If you need any type of air conditioning needs, please reach out to Air We Are. And then for the people that you know make my shirts, uh, big shout out to my boy Timothy Hugel. I love him so much, man, and he's really put. You know all of the dreams that i could have ever had as far as putting a t-shirt into you know existence and 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 he put that to reality for me so you know always see him at ink parlor um if you have anything that you want to put on please big shout out to him and also 91s.com this is one of the first shirts that i got from my boy uh, cody bromley uh, when he launched 91s and you know i've been super pumped you know with the the collabs that i was able to do with him and, you know, it's, it's, it's really stuff like that that you have to really, d- you know, dig into your your database or dig into your network and not only dig there, but see if you can help that person out as well, too. And, you know, the, the sponsorship relationship that we've been able to build, you know, has been built dividends for both of us, man. So big shout out to him at 91s.com. But, you know, before I get into it, I'm really excited to say that I got a guest on the show here today before I talk about my chiefs. I'm definitely going to be uh, really excited to to have this guy on the show. And, you know, we haven't had a, show, a guest on the show in a couple weeks. So, you know, to have him on here. And uh, I think it's going to be someone that you guys are going to really enjoy. But um, for those of you out there that did get a chance to watch that football game, come on, man. You know, I'm the, you know I'm a big Chiefs fan. Yeah, is- and the Chiefs are the defending NFL champions, Super Bowl champs. And they did not disappoint last night, boy. Let me tell you. Patty Mahomes looked like he's still in form. You know, he had three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, That offense just looked so unstoppable. And I know I remember before the season started, we had a lot of doubt as to, you know, whether Sammy Watkins was going to come back, whether he was going to sit the year out to to rest up. there There was definitely some things going around about that. But to see him out there... It was really good to see him not only catch passes, but catch tough passes. I remember he had a touchdown earlier in the game that got called back. And the very next play, Andy Reid threw him a wide receiver screen that he scored on. And it's that toughness that, you know really is the the staple for the wide receiver core with the Chiefs. And, you know, I don't really see any team in the NFL that can really stop them for four quarters. You know, I saw the, I think it was the first drive we got stymied, but, you know, after that it just seemed like, you know, the Chiefs were just able to slice, you know, the defense like butter, man. Um, I think also the rookie that they have with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, somebody that a lot of people were, you know, stymied, A little bit high on, especially coming to fantasy draft because, you know, as a a, a key cog in the Chiefs offense, you're always going to be somewhat in there in that conversation for productivity, right? And I think that when Damian Williams left... You know, a lot of people were thinking, what are the Chiefs going to do at running back? And I tell you, that this guy, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, he showed a lot as far as just toughness in running the football. I remember, you know, Kareem Hunt when he was on the Chiefs, and he used to just look like a, a battering ram or a bowling ball just crunching through the defenses. But I think that this guy, you know, this rookie, he gives a little bit of uh, a little bit of flair. Um, I know in the group chat somebody posted how he broke the, uh, the safety's ankles on that juke move, and, you know, that, that's good to see, man, especially. LSU. LSU. Yeah, yeah, shout out to LSU, who won the national championship. So for us to be able to lose a Super Bowl, you know, potential MVP with Damian Williams with the performance that he had, to now have Clyde Hilaire step in effortlessly and give you, what, 138 yards on 25 carries? That's 25 carries for a rookie. That's a lot, man, you know, for him to be – Yeah, for him to be able to take that load, that is very encouraging if you're a Chiefs fan out there. So, you know, I'm very happy with what I saw there. And, you know, the one thing that I could maybe, you know, judge him a little bit on was he had two targets with no catches. You know, when you're playing with Pat Mahomes, you got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. So when I'm in week two and for those other people out there that are on the waiver wires looking for somebody that might be a wide receiver that could help your team, You know, I know that a lot of people drafted this guy, but, you know, I am going to be looking to see how he does receiving the football in Week 2. Will he do a better job of catching passes out of the backfield and being not only a rushing threat, but a receiving threat as well, too, because that's what made Damian Williams so effective for our Chiefs team last year in that Super Bowl run. But, you know, I could talk NFL all day, but I got a guy here that's going to be on my show, and he's a big Big time basketball head, very knowledgeable about the sport of basketball. And the crazy thing about this, to bring it to you all, is that I went to Central Ad. For those Edison people out there that know, shout out to my boy Nick Delito. Uh, also we got Zach House on our Instagram live stream, my boy Cola Rico. But I went to Central to go play a little bit of basketball because I was like, let me get my cardio in. You know, it was a nice day, it was Labor Day. And I looked over, and I, you know, shout out to my boy Eli for organizing it, but we were out there playing little 21, and I saw my boy Attaboy over to the right. And he was shooting, warming up. I'm like, come on, man, let's get this four-on-four, you know? And sure enough, he came over, and in the process of playing basketball, we wound up booking the guests for this show today, man, so... You never know what is going to happen. You just got to be ready to accept experiences that are happening, too. You know, I've had people that have expressed so much about how they love the show and how they want to come on the show. But when it was their opportunity to get the chance, you know, something that came up or they didn't take advantage of that. So a big shout-out to him because when the opportunity was presented to him, he said yes at the very first glimpse. So without further ado... I'm very happy to bring to you the guest on this show, my boy Attaboy. <laughs> Atta oh. What's up, right. bro? What's going on? What's going on? Here's your mic right here, bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yo, so for everybody that doesn't know you out there, how can you can can you give a little bit tell people who you are, man? Well, yeah,
1: just to start, you know, I mean a uh, basketball coach at the D3 level. Uh, recently just started my career a couple days, a couple years ago. I'm sorry, but um, appreciate that, appreciate that. But yeah, you know, I'm just starting off getting into the business. Really enjoyed it so far. Um, had the great opportunity of working in the city last year uh, for a great basketball team at the City College of New York, and now I'm back in Jersey. So I'm just happy uh, to have an opportunity.
0: Oh man, and boy, you know, I I remember you, you know, younger. You know, I think you were playing either JV or freshman when I was a senior, or junior in high school. And, you know, we come from that Edison basketball pedigree, and we've had that passion for basketball. But I guess, you know, I took a little bit of a different route with, you know, playing college basketball and then moving to covering sports afterwards. So what was kind of the, you know, what kind of got you to take that route and saying, after I'm done with basketball, I want to go to coaching? What was that? That's
1: a great question. It's a question I get pretty often. Um, So to start off, um, I started uh, school at William Patterson okay I had a chance to maybe play there maybe try for the team but I wasn't necessarily interested I kind of just wanted to start my career uh, so I got there I was uh, obviously a sports management major uh, worked with the team a little bit but not too much but yeah that was, that was really my first start just right out of school uh, just wanting to be involved in basketball I, I know it's something that I wanted to do for a long time so it was a pretty
0: easy decision for me and, you know, you said that you had got this, you know, job fairly recently. And again, congratulations to that. Appreciate that. that. But, um, you know, I know that this also happened during, like, COVID. So, like, what was the whole process or was it, like, what you thought it would be, like, especially going through everything with COVID?
1: Well, no. Um, with COVID right now, a lot of things are in the basketball world. In the basketball world, I'm sorry. A lot of things have been, like, in flux. There's not a lot of um, certainty. So... When I got this job, it was kind of a surprise to me also, really. Um, But really, it was a slow process. I I knew a couple people at Fairleigh Dickinson University, uh, being that I went there for graduate school.
0: So it was kind of just connection-based. It's really about it. Wow. And and that's awesome, man. And, you know, to to then, you know, be able to accept that position and now you're pretty much coaching these young players that you know you once were so you know what do you think has kind of been your coaching philosophy or you know what is the main thing that you're trying to get to these young student athletes when you're coaching them? Uh, My
1: main thing uh, it's something I learned from a lot of mentors that I've had my main thing is kind of reaching the player and more so not just talking about basketball but talking about his family maybe his girlfriend his schoolwork Stuff like that, so you can really connect with a person and not just a basketball player.
0: And, you know, I think that that's something that's very lost, especially when you come into, um, you know, the higher levels when it comes to basketball because, you know, people feel, or, you know, a lot of times, you know, that athletes should just, just because they have the scholarship that they should be happy to play and that, you know, what problems could you have? But, you know, athletes are real people like just us out there. So, you know, how are you able to kind of like, you know, give to those athletes, you know, that type of humbleness that it's going to take them to move forward to the next level.
1: It's more so putting in the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people, athletes, they're all the same in terms of recognizing uh, somebody being real and open with them. So you kind of got to come from, a, from an angle where you actually want to learn about the person and not just see what you can get out of the person. So for me, that was putting in extra time, you know, going to work early, staying in late. It's all cliche stuff, but it's stuff that really makes a
0: difference. It does, man, because, I mean, when you talk about the Mamba mentality with Kobe and how, you know, you have to put in those extra effort in those hours into the gym, you know, it's the yep. same type of standard that it comes with these, you know, coaches. So, like, in the NBA right now, is there any, like, coach that you really gravitate towards that somebody that, you know, you're really a big fan of?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, Doc Rivers. Okay. And somebody I followed, you know, for a while. He, he's been coaching the league since I was in middle school, so it's, he's definitely a guy I look forward um, to learn more about and a guy I look up to. Also, Michael Malone of the Denver Nuggets. I okay. like the way he plays. I like the way he coaches his team and how he interacts with his players. So just taking bits and pieces off of guys like that to really help me hone my craft and get better at what I'm supposed to do is really what I'm looking forward to.
0: And boy, you know, if, if anybody that can do it, you know, I have faith that you can because, you know, just even knowing you as a basketball player when we were in high school, you was always somebody that listened and, you know, took well to feedback. So, you know, how do you feel that, you know, how, like how important is it as far as like how you deliver that feedback? Because we've seen a lot of times that, you know, sometimes people can't take that yep. feedback positively. So, like, how do you make it so that that can come off across positively?
1: That's another great question question and it kind of ties into one of my answers before where it's like you have to know what you're dealing with with each individual person yeah Uh, some players or some people in fact don't like to get yelled at some people like a little more monotone tone a little more slower you know what i mean so really just understanding what person you're dealing with and how to react to that person is
0: imperative And I think that that makes it, you know, you that much more of a a special coach because, you know, you're looking at each individual player, you know, with their individual experiences. Exactly. And I think that, you know, that will, you know, in a time where a lot of guys you can't really coach one on one, you know, it's that type of care, you know, outside of just that one on one that gets them to keep motivated and come into practice, man. So, you know, when you do these practices or you could, you know, facilitate these practices, is there is there anything different as far as COVID that that you have to deal with or any ramifications here or is it just like we remember in college?
1: Well, I mean a lot of things are going to change. Um, a lot of things, like I said earlier, are still changing now. In terms of the season, I will tell you this: um, in terms of practicing, workouts, that's all going to be you know under protocol, wearing a mask and all that, staying safe, mm-hmm. uh, trying to protect other people and not just yourself. So, in terms of the basketball side of things, things are going to be very different split up into more segmented groups not just the whole team in one open gym just to limit the risk and stuff like that
0: now when you do now we saw this a little bit with the nba bubble too where you know you had these segmented practices and you can't have x amount of players yep. do you feel that that kind of messes with the team chemistry because you're not experiencing these practices all together i mean that's a double edged
1: sword for um for teams who have more older players more seniors more juniors and obviously on the nba level vets it's easier, you know what I mean? But with a younger team, you kind of need to build camaraderie, chemistry. You got to build all those things and practices and workouts.
0: So it's going to be tough. But, I mean, at Fairly Dickinson, we're just going to have to figure it out. Hey, and I think that, like I said, we got the right guy that's going to help figure it out. Appreciate that. But – um. One of the things that I definitely want to talk to you about is the fact that, you know, with this NBA playoffs, we've seen that it's been a little bit different, you know, a little bit different as far as the bubble. And I think one of the the big topics that continues to gets circulated around is the fact that, you know, these teams are not having a real home court advantage. So as a a, a fan or viewing from the outside looking in, how big do you think that this has factored into these NBA bubble playoffs to where there is no home court advantage? I think
1: it's huge. I mean, you go back to last round with the Denver Nuggets, Donovan Mitchell scores 57 points. I mean, that hasn't been done since Jordan. So you're going to see a lot of these fluky numbers, you know, since there's no home, there's no road. So, you're going to see performances like that. So, it's, it's kind of common. It's expected. But, I mean, for this Game 7 tonight, who knows what's going to happen?
0: Whew, and who you, knows? And I tell you what, with Boston, you know, they could have had a very good chance of going up 3-0 in yep. the series. But eight was OG Ananobi hits OG. the shot in the corner and OG. literally changes the atmosphere of this entire playoff series, right? And I was somebody that was very high on Boston preseason. And we're starting to see that, you know, there is a little bit of flaws in that Boston game. So, you know, from what you've seen in those six games in this series so far, what is Boston lacking? Like, why have they not been able to close the door on Toronto? I mean,
1: Toronto's a tough team. They're very well coached. They're built very well. They got individual defenders who can do a lot of things on the court. But also, I think Boston is kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Mm. You, you know, you had a terrible uh, performance from Kemba last game, yeah. 55 minutes, five points. <laughs> it took it <laughs> oh took, you know, it, it took Jalen Brown 31 shots to get 30 points. So, I mean, if your best players are playing like that, it's going to be tough. But tonight, it's who knows what's going to happen tonight. I honestly, if I had to choose, it would probably be Boston. But Toronto's a tough team, man. That Kyle Lowry is really putting on for North Philly. Yes.
0: All my North Philly people know what I'm talking <laughs> Shout about. Shout out to North Philly. <laughs> he,
1: he's huge, man. That that last shot he hit, the fadeaway mid-range oh, yeah, jumper.
0: Yeah. And he huge. came up just like looking like he like he wanted no, like nobody wanted no smoke from him. No, man. sir. No, sir. But, but you know, Toronto is a tough team, and you know, you can never count out the heart of a champion. Uh-huh. And they've proven even without Kawhi Leonard, that there's still a two-seed in the East, right? So, you know, when I'm looking at this Toronto team, I look at a very tough game for Boston. Had they had won that game where OG and OB hit the shot in the corner, I think we're not even talking about this game. Agreed. But when, when you leave the door open and when you don't put your foot on people's neck, it, they just gain more and more confidence, and it becomes harder and harder. And now... With the beginning of the series where you see that Toronto looked like they had all the pressure in the world, right? Yep. Now, everything is flipped to... Now, Boston has all the pressure in the world, right? You exactly. Know? So, like, I, I, I'm I really torn up here, too, man, because I love Boston. But they, it's going to be tough for them, man.
1: I think you hit it on the head, Barry. not to interrupt. Pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Pressure. If Boston doesn't pipes? win tonight... It's going to be a lot of question marks in Boston for the next season.
0: And I tell you what, talking about coaching, since we have a coach here, I mean, do if Boston does not win this game seven, do you have to put Brad Stevens on the hot seat?
1: No, I, I don't think you go that far, but questions need to be made. For example, in that game winner, like you just spoke about, he was in a zone at the end of that game. Yeah. Why are you in a zone? You know, that that's a huge question mark for me. You got some of the best shooters in the world on the court. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be questions, but... He just signed an extension, so I think he's locked in for a little bit. Yeah,
0: definitely going to be locked in for a little bit for sure. And, you know, the, the crazy thing about the NBA is the fact that, you know, everything is so critical. And when you come down to playoff series and playoff wins, these are the type of things that determine people's, you know, playoff careers or their futures with franchises. Yep. So if the Celtics, you know, say we have Brad Stevens that stays, but you do have Boston who loses and doesn't advance – do you break up that team? And, like, what are some pieces that you think you would move around in Boston? I don't think you break it up yet. Um,
1: I think they need to really look at Robert Williams to, and figure out what they're going to do with him. Yeah. I mean, he's very athletic. He's very bouncy off the bench. Tice is good, but if you want to win a championship, I don't think he can be your starting center. Yeah. I think they are missing Hayward a little bit. What is he averaging, about 17 points a game? About
0: that. I think they're missing him a little
1: bit. But honestly, without Kawhi, they still should win this series without Hayward. That's just my opinion.
0: And, And that's the crazy thing about it is like, you know, Kawhi Leonard, and we have to kind of put him in that category with, you know, just one of the greater players in this league man yep and to go to a different team like from the Spurs where he had success as a rookie won the championship against a LeBron team yep you know then to go over to the Raptors and literally elevate them in about half a season to then win you know you have to also wonder if you know does he cement his legacy as one of the greatest players of all time if they do win the NBA Finals so like on your standpoint right? Do you feel like a a win from Kawhi would kind of cement him close to LeBron, if not further?
1: Definitely not further. Um, I'll say that pretty adamantly. Definitely not further, but closer. I mean, to win, to be the first guy to win three championships, three Finals MVPs with three different teams. I mean, that puts you in. That
0: puts you in. Like, you got to put that in almost Jordan category. I know Jordan had five, but Jordan didn't do it with five different teams. No sir, no sir. And it's really tough. A lot of people
1: don't know. Switching teams like that, you got to move your family. You got to – it's tough, man. So if he wins tonight, all the power to him. But I can't push him in, in that area yet. But he's definitely getting there.
0: And I think that the reason why we can go with your side as far as with sticking with LeBron is because he has so many accolades as far as assists and playoffs. I mean, playoff points, regular season assists, points, yep. rebounds. You know, LeBron has proven that with literally peanuts – He can take the Cleveland Cavaliers and make them champions and make them contenders each and every year. Every team that LeBron has went to has been a contender. And we can say the same thing for Kawhi, but I feel like to your point, he does not have the body of work as maybe a LeBron. But do you really need to if you have three different NBA finals with three different teams and potentially three MVPs? I mean, that's a conversation that's going to have to happen, you know, if Kawhi does do it. But do you really feel like if the Clippers, you know, maintain this momentum against, you know, the Nuggets, can they beat either the Lakers or the Rockets and go to the finals?
1: To be honest, I think about that question every day.
0: Uh, Every day.
1: (laughs) To be honest, the Lakers and the Clippers is going to be a great matchup. Honestly, if I had a gun to my head, I'd pick LeBron. Yeah. Just because I've seen him do it too many times, time and time again. But I'm telling you, man, this Clippers team is, is one of the best teams I've seen in a while. With their perimeter defense, the coaching, the guard play, it's one of the best teams I've seen in, in a while.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, to think that they're one of the best teams, and you lost Chris Paul, right? Yep. So, like, to lose Chris Paul, but you gain here a Paul George who, you know, has had some game winners shot on him. But, you know, I I never once will question his heart. I feel like Paul George is going to consistently put 100% effort out there. And I think that that kind of embodies what the Clippers are. You know, I've seen possessions where the Lakers take off possessions. I don't really think that I've seen the Clippers take too many possessions off, you know. But we're going to have to see what happens. Um, I'm really looking forward to this Game 7 tonight. But, you know, before we close out, attaboy, we cannot forget the importance of today. And that is that it's September 11th, you know, and for you, you know, somebody that was younger than me. Do you like remember, you know, what it was or where you were when 9-11 happened? And like, how has that kind of impacted the way you go about things here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always a touchy subject. It's something that I've never forgot. Uh, I remember exactly where I was, who was with me, who I talked to when I found out the news. It's tough, man. You got to just give it out to all the first responders, all the people who helped in that situation. It's something that we'll never forget. It's kind of like seared in our head now. So you you just got to kind of just be thankful, um, pay your respects to those who lost their lives and just kind of just kind of move on and and hope for, um, I guess, better days, for, for lack of a better
0: phrase. For sure, man. And I remember exactly where I was. I was in sixth grade. Yep. I was in social studies class. I remember vividly. And everybody started going home, you know? And everybody, like every, somebody was getting called to get sent home. Yep. This guy was getting called to sent home. And, you know, one by one, we were going home. And then finally, my name got called. I'm like, oh, shit, what the, what is going on here? And then I remember when I got home, that's when we saw that the towers it, it yep. crash. And, you know, my aunt was a New York City detective at the time. And one of the person, Rudy, that went to our church wound up dying in that towers. And, you know, the kind of the effect that it had on me is that, you know, when I was working for Playworks and we were working in New York City every day and, you know, I did that for about two or three years, you know, for me, I would take the World Trade Center and come into the city and then go from the subway from there. So every time I took the subway or, you know, took that, you know, you know the the what well, i forget what they call it or whatever but you know whatever you get to get into no the path train that's how I, t- okay. I would take the path train to go to the world trade center but every time i went to the world trade center you kind of you, you kind of it, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense that where you stand was two towers mm-hmm. man you know what i'm saying and that fell and it, and it never ceases for me to 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 understand that where i stood when i went into new york city going through the world trade center So, you know, the way I just try to move things about is just, you know, embody the strength of what we had as the nation there, man, where, Mm. you know, where somebody outside of our country came in and pretty much caused massive chaos, but brought everybody together. And I think that's especially, you know, important now where, you know, even within our own country, we're divided not only just by race, but by, you know, political beliefs and stuff like that. So, you know, when you look back at classic games with the Yankees and the Mets and, you know, everybody standing together, yep. you know, fire department, New York department, you know, I think that, you know, that's something that I wish it didn't take something catastrophic for us to bring together. But I think that especially now, I think that's huge, huge for everybody to try and embrace, especially on a day like this, to that, you know, we all stand together as Americans. You know, I may be black, you may be black, other may- people that are watching the show may be white. But at the end of the day, regardless of the circumstances, we're Americans and we're still one, you know. So, you know, I think that that's something I can take from this 9-11 and hopefully we can, you know, move forward with too, man. Agreed, man. Agreed. But um, I want to thank you so much here for coming here on the show, Adabo. I mean, not too many people can come up and do what you did, brother. So, you know, I think we're going to have pump. you participate here on the beer review with us. So okay, Dad, great, great. Can you get two beers from the beer, uh, you know, from Bolero? We're going to have... We're gonna have Adderboy uh, come in, and also the mug is on the top for everybody that's tuning in. Shout out to my boy Kev Schaefer. He said eighty-eight. Yo, 80, yeah, he's up here. Um, Bash the bang. Uh, my boy Timothy Hugel. My boy Dave stole this on our Facebook live stream. Uh, Vitamin Z, who does the music for our show, he's on the back of the OG four. Shout out to him. But tonight. We are gonna do our beer review, and we're gonna have Attaboy participated. So you know, thank you. That is nothing biased. All right, I'm giving you an objective opinion, and something that you should go out and try. So for tonight, big shout out to my boy Gabe Azzarello and Tim for stocking up over at VW Liquors and keeping the selection nice, crispy, and and, and some different new things for us. But tonight. We have this beer called Cthulhu, called Cthulhu or whatever. It's a good beer by Bolero Snort Brewery, and it has Imperial Goose style ale with blackberry, blueberry, elderberry. Darius would love that. Elderberry, <laughs> coriander, and sea salt what the fuck is in this beer man something delicious man i'm telling you bro so that is gonna be the beer that we're gonna review today so in ceremonial fashion we'll put it here in the beer oh man look at that look at the color of that beer man oh my god i don't think i'm gonna chug this one That's man the berry. this is the berry man sheesh look at that man you see that out I tell you what, a lot of the times with these beers, you don't really like from the beers that I've had, I guess, in the past couple weeks, they've been a little bit harsher, but you know, the body's been a little bit of a darker colored beer, but it's still somewhere in that amber color. I mean, this is like almost like a rose type color, man. I mean, come I've never seen on. Before, be honest. Ah, well, here's to seeing things that we don't ever see often, <laughs> right? <laughs> so cheers up here. <laughs> You dare answer the call. The call of Caltooloo. Yo. Snort. Hold up. Dad. Glug glug again. That shit is good. Here we go. Do you dare answer the call. The call of Caltooloo. Bolero. Snort. Brewery. Shout out to my dad, man. I tell you what, yo. This shit is good, man. Please, if you get a chance, get the Cthulhu the beer, man, and go to VW Liquors to make sure you do it. But before we get into the raffle, I want to talk about something that did happen, though, for real, for real. Me and my dad went out golfing, man. <gasps> we went out golfing. And as soon as Attaboy came in, I wound up finding out that he was at the same golf course I was. He just had an earlier tee time. So before we go into this last raffle, attaboy, especially us as black athletes, right? Yep. How important do you think it is for people that haven't tried golf, particularly, especially our black athletes out there, Uh how important do you think it is for them to go out there and try and and play a couple rounds of golf?
1: I think it's important because, I mean, any chance you get to get out, be physical, burn some calories, I'm all for it. But if you can play a sport that's not too stressful on your body, play with your dad, your whoever, it's a great sport to pick up and try. It really is.
0: Big facts and shout out to Raritan Valley Land. Was it Raritan Landing that we went to? Yes, yeah, sir. Course, it was. A, it was a really great course. A lot of par threes, par fours. But I had a lot of fun. And you know, I talked to what my boy Say about this earlier. Shout out to him in Skydye Socks. But we talked about you know the accessibility that it is sometimes at you know playing golf. And sometimes with our black athletes, you know, we don't really see the participation in sports like, you know, hockey or lacrosse or golf because of the expenses, man. And, you know, I just wish that, you know, golf was a sport that was a little bit less expensive so we could have more accessibility because I can't describe to you the feeling when you go out there on the golf course and you're seeing, you know, your ball and, you know, just the act of hitting it. And then when you complete the hole, I mean, it may sound corny, but like. For me, it was just so so invigorating, man. And then to be out there on the golf course with my father, um, it was it was just amazing. So, like, what does golfing like? What does golfing make golfing What does golfing make you feel like, Attaboy? When you're out there,
1: well, similar to you, I went with my pops as well, and it's great just to get out there and do stuff with him. You know, he's getting a little older now, so try to maximize that. But you know, it was a nice day outside, so to get fresh air, hit a couple balls, have a couple beers. You know, it was great. It was great to get out there.
0: Yeah, man. So I suggest to everyone out there, my advice. You know, even though I was bogey and triple bogey, me too, me too. Yeah, you know, we were dropping balls. <laughs> Dad was like, "So, you gonna drop another ball?" <laughs> the fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah, he's such a dickhead. <laughs> he's like, he's like, so you gonna drop another ball? <laughs> Yo, yeah, we must have went through like oh, ten balls. Save here, right man. Now here. the next time I go golfing, I'm only gonna lose four balls. I probably, <laughs> That's gonna be my goal. I'm gonna par one hole, okay, okay. and I'm gonna lose four <laughs> balls. Right. Thanks for th- thanks for believing in me, David. Come on, man. But yo, thank you oh, again, man. Adam Boy, for coming for a great episode of the Talk That Talk show. Ooh, hey, man. no problem. Man, it, no problem. Not like I said, not many people could come up here and do what you did, man. And you know, we got a lot of people on our Facebook live shoot. Shout out to Simone, shout out to my boy Lou Guerra, uh, again, my boy Heems. Um, but I think it's time now. We went through the entire show for everybody that participated in our dollar raffle. you... Have a chance at winning this Talk That Talk Show, Dad Hat, limited edition. Look at how sexy that thing look. Come on, man. Sexy. <laughs> sexy looking thing. But, yo, Dad, bring it over. It's time. We had over 100 entries on our dollar. <clears throat> dad Hat Talk That Talk Show raffle. Um, yeah, it's about time to spin it. Look at all these entries, guys. Wow. Wow, let's show let's show it's Insta- wow. Look at all those entries, man. Well, it is about this time. Good luck to everyone that tuned in and actually put it into this dollar raffle for the dad hat. I hope you win. Let's spin this wheel and see who wins, dad. Got to find the pointer. Got to find the pointer. All right. Here it is. I think I saw the pointer. Here we go. You got you it. Just tap it. Just tap, Just tap it. it. All right, guys. Everybody that's tuned in. Good luck. boy, you know what? You tap it, man. How about you tap? it? What am I tapping? What am I tapping? You're gonna tap the the touchpad here, and you're gonna spin that wheel. Here we go. All right, the wheel here is we go. spinning. Somebody's gonna win a dad hat today. And the winner of the dad hat. Wow, this wheel is spinning fast. Look at that! Oh my god! Shit! Like yeah, I guess that's what happens when you have over a hundred entries. But the winner of the dad hat is Sal. Salvatore. Wow. Sal! Give it up for my boy Sal. He is the winner of the Talk That Talk Show Dad Hat. I can't wait to go back to Greenbrook and see you, man. I know you're bowling Monday nights at Carolier. No, I think two tu- no, bowling Tuesday nights at Carolier on the other side. So Tuesday Yeah, Tuesday or Monday nights, wherever one. Sal, we're gonna find you, man. We're gonna give you this sh- this hat. Big shout-out to him. He is the first winner of our Talk That Talk Show Dad Hat Raffle. You know, we've had a lot of success with this. You know, we might you might see some more merchandise coming in that we're going to raffle off. Maybe a lighter. Maybe another hat. Maybe a snapback. Maybe a shirt. Maybe an OG4. Who knows? You just got to stay tuned in. Follow us on Instagram, underscore Talk That Talk Show. Any type of drops, any type of stuff, anybody that, you know, uh... How can I say? They hashtag themselves in our merchandise. We throw you up on Instagram. We want everybody to see just how many people are supporting this show. You can always check out all every new episode on TalkThatTalkShow.com. We got our own website. I created the website. I did everything. It took me a long time, but I finally was able to make it happen. Go to the website. You got all new episodes. Everybody that has been inside of a shirt or any type of merchandise, they're on that website, so go check us out there. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Look us up. The Talk That Talk Show is here, and we ain't going nowhere anytime soon, all right? Every single week, every single Friday, you're going to have cool people like Attaboy coming on and being themselves, all right? There's no—this isn't for play. This isn't for show. This is a real-deal movement, and every single week, you have the the choice— I say the choice because you know what time I'm coming on, 8.30, every Friday. It's your choice whether you want to be enlightened or whether you want to keep doing the same shit, all right? <laughs> so, please, keep tuning in. Once again, like I said, shout-out to my boy uh, at VW Liquors, uh, Wick Plaza, Edison, New Jersey. You guys ready? Let's go, Mets! Let's go, Mets! We always do that for Dave at the end of the show. Big shout-out to Dave. Um, Neva, Caroline, my boy Tim, Gabe Azzarello, all those people over there. Uh, Crystal Dice, I love them at BW Liquors. They continue to push forward and give us the best stuff to BW! review on this show. Another shout-out to Air We Are. Um, my boy Jeff had brain surgery. Please put your prayers, your prayers up to, uh, to Jeff. He's the owner of Air We Are and also our sponsor. You know, He's a tough guy, big, tough dude, man, and... You know, big, big prayers go out to you, man. You're, you're, you're a fucking warrior, man. No, not many people can go through brain surgery, man. You're a warrior, man. All right? And then also, we want to give a big shout-out to 91s.com. I'm wearing their shirt. Get the best acid wash apparel in the game. Love my boy, Cody Bromley. Also, Ink Parlor. All the shirts that I've made at the Talk That Talk Show level, I signed an OG one for the first time, and then for the second time the following day. And you know, I can't describe to you the feeling it is to have someone ask for your signature on a shirt. You know, it just means the world to me, man, and it just makes me continue to push forward and strive for bigger and better things, man. And. You know, this is the talk that talk show, man. You know, I- I'm gonna keep coming each and every week. I thank you again, Attaboy, for coming on this show.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: For sure. This is episode seventy, guys. I love you very much. And Tim Hugel definitely wants me to tell you, stay tuned on October first because the OG Fives are on the horizon. I love you all, and I'll see you all next week. Talk that talk. <laughs>